What's going on, my SPACs traders out there? Guess what? It's a money day. I'm seeing something of 48%. What a move. What a move. I know the chat's probably going to know exactly what this ticker is. Go ahead and slam it in the chat. Hit that thumbs up and welcome to the SPACs attack guys get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com what's going on guys how we doing out there yes yes it's another day infinite spack land who knows for the mamba forever you guys already know let's get going hit the thumbs up let me go ahead and bring on the brains to this show you guys know him as Chris Ketchy. Some know him as Chrisopedia. I know him as my brother. What's going on, my friend? What's going on, Mitch? Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's always a great Monday to start when we have a, a former SPAC, right? Trading up 48%. I mean, I saw over 50% earlier today. And, and also, Mitch, I mean, what a huge week for former SPACs reporting earnings this week. We've got a huge list to get to later on in the show. So many companies reporting, and we'll kind of guide you through our thoughts on it. So uh, exciting Monday here for sure. Heck yeah, man. I'm, I'm having a good day, enjoying it. As as we've seen, uh, you guys know I've been double, triple downing and, and gambling, and it looks like it's paying off right now. So I'm having a good day. The green hands are up. I did sell some of my positions today. We'll talk a little bit about that moving forward into the show. Stay tuned. We're going to get into the merger votes coming up, the earnings that are coming up. And of course, we will talk everything SPAC here like we always do, guys. Smash that like up. Flex on them. Flex because that's what I like to hear, Christine. Definitely. Let's go ahead. Let's get into our SPAC headlines of the day. And like always, Chris, go ahead and Take me on back, dude. All right, perfect, guys. Yeah, so Monday here in Spackland. Starting with headlines up first, we have ATIP. This is ATI Physical Therapy, company that recently completed its SPAC deal, reporting that CEO Labid Diab stepped down they named that the executive chairman will take the active role while they conduct a national search for a new CEO. This is one of the former SPACs that has been beaten down. We're under $5. Shares are up uh, about 5% today. Um, you know, So we'll monitor this one moving forward, but just not a lot of excitement in this name. Then TPGY, uh, which is merging with EV Box, this was one that got delayed previously. And the company on Friday, they said that the merger has been delayed further. So they now expect a close of late 2021 or early 2022. This is a trend I think we're going to see more of this year with some of these SPAC deals still being worked out from early 2021. We're going to see some valuation changes. We're going to see some possible delays. Um, so keep an eye out on that TPGY EV box, one of the electric vehicle charging infrastructure companies. And then CND, CND is bringing Circle public. So Circle had news out today. Um, so this is the company that launched the USDC. Uh, they're a cryptocurrency company. They have a partnership with Coinbase. 
there's over $27.5 billion of USDC in circulation. They announced that they intend to become a full reserve national commercial bank, which means they'll operate under the supervision and risk management requirements of the Federal Reserve, U.S. Treasury, and the FDIC. Uh, so this is an important step, right? We've seen cryptocurrency kind of distance themselves from the national banking, but Circle bridging the gap here, and it looks like CND, uh, a SPAC, is up today on that news. They're bringing Circle public, um, you know, and, and this could be one to watch in the crypto space. Got a couple analyst notes out today on Mark Forged Holding. This is a former SPAC, a 3D printing company. So Stifle uh, initiating coverage with a buy rating and a price target of $13.50. William Blair initiating coverage with an outperform rating and no price target. So two decent uh, analyst ratings there. Again, Mark Forge recently completed SPAC merger. This is MKFG. This is one that dropped all the way down to around $7.70. Um, in the de-spacking process and has now climbed back up. You see that chart there. It's climbed back up over that $10 um, level. So interesting one to watch. There are several 3D printing plays, um, but analysts out with some bullish calls. We have AUS. AUS is the SPAC bringing WinBet or Win Interactive public. Um, there was news out today that Win Interactive has named Shaquille O'Neal as brand ambassador. This is Shaq, former NBA player. Uh, you know, he, he's been attached to several projects, right? He's a spokesperson for Papa John's. Um, he was involved with several SPACs. Uh, you know, if you know the Shaq name, you know how valuable it is to companies. And he is actually selling his stake in the Sacramento Kings to comply with sports betting regulation. So it looks like he's going all in on win bet which is one of the smaller operators in online sports betting. So I think this is a SPAC to watch. Um, you've heard Mitch talk about the pie, right, with sports betting, which we'll get into later. There's room for lots of players out there and win bet uh, another one of those. And if they can land some new customers from Shaquille O'Neal's endorsement and marketing, um, this could be one to watch. Yeah, and I, I know many of you in the chat there, you know how valuable Shaq is to these companies. An RMGB, uh, this is a, 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 a infrastructure SPAC play in India. They announced that they won a large contract um, that was announced on Friday. This is one that uh, has its merger coming up this month, so keep an eye out, RMGB. Then on Friday, our SPAC deal, CMLT shares ended the day down 0.3%. And two mergers approved. RTP approved will trade as J-O-B-Y, that's Joby Aviation. And SCPE approved will trade as R-K-L-Y. We'll get into some earnings later, but we did get earnings from one former SPAC earlier this morning. So BFLY Butterfly reported revenue of $16.5 million. That's up 40%. Product revenue up 30% to $13.0 million, and subscription revenue up 94.3% to $3.5 million. Adjusted gross margin of 50.2% in the quarter. They also named a new chief technology officer and chief information officer in that second quarter. They got a medical device license in 
Canada, and they also launched three new products for Butterfly IQ+. Company ended the quarter with $509 million in cash. BeeFly having a, a decent day today. This is one that I continue to like long-term. We have shares up 14%. This is one last week when it traded between 10 and 11. Um, you know, really looked poised for a breakout on earnings, and we are getting it today. Then we did get one SPAC merger deal announced this morning. This one was rumored over the weekend, uh, late Friday. So the ticker is MCMJ. This is a uh, a SPAC that was targeting the cannabis sector, and, and they stayed in the cannabis sector, announcing a merger with Leafly, which is the world's leading online cannabis discovery marketplace. Um, values the company at $532 million and will help Leafly execute their growth strategy to expand their marketplace. So Leafly empowers over 125 million annual visitors um, to their cannabis websites from licensed uh, prov or retailers. So they have a subscription-based platform, 7,800 plus brands, 4,600 paying retail subscribers, 55% of North American retail uh, licenses are currently subscribed to their marketplace. So Leafly is a thing behind the thing. They don't actually touch cannabis, right? They're a non-plant touching platform that partners with these brands. So it's all about the, the technology and the information and marketing. Uh, so they have a huge content library in the cannabis space. Over 5,000 strains covered, uh, over 11,000 articles, 10 million monthly unique visitors, 4,600 licensed stores in North America alone. So MCMJ could soon be one of those cannabis stocks to watch, um, bringing Leafly public. And then our big news out there, of course, we have DraftKings, DKNG, former SPAC, announcing that they will acquire Golden Nugget Online, G-N-O-G, um, another former SPAC. So the, this is an all-stock deal. So Golden Nugget Online Gaming shareholders will receive 0.365 shares of DKNG for each GNOG share they own. The deal values Golden Nugget Online at $1.56 billion based on Monday's DraftKings share price. So Tillman Fertitta owns 46% of GNOG, and he will hold a significant portion of DKNG going forward, and he has agreed to own those DKNG shares for a minimum of one year. The other company to watch here that I didn't hear get much mentioned this morning is Fast Acquisition Corp. This ticker is FST. FST is bringing the Golden Nugget Casinos and Landry's Restaurants public and they actually own a controlling stake in Golden Nugget Online Gaming, GNOG. So Fertitta owns 72% of that SPAC deal, which is valuing the restaurants, the casinos, and that GNOG stake at $8.6 billion. So we talked last week, right, about consolidation in sports betting after Score Media and Gaming was acquired by Penn National. So this deal shouldn't come as a surprise. It was actually one we talked about on Friday's show. So as part of the merger, DraftKings will enter a commercial agreement with Fertitta Entertainment. So they'll have access to the Houston's Rockets, Golden Nugget Casinos, and the Landry's Restaurant Group for cross 
uh, promotional activities. So $300 million of synergies and a multi-brand strategy being laid out. They also get cheaper market access rates and preferred pricing for those Fertitta assets. And DraftKings receiving the opportunity to obtain market access on favorable terms for Golden Nugget Casino online sports betting um, licenses. So Golden Nugget Physical Casinos in New Jersey, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Nevada that DraftKings could get access to. DraftKings ended the recent quarter with online sports betting in 12 states and iGaming in four states. Golden Nugget Online is the big iGaming player. They have operations in New Jersey and Michigan, and they expect to be live in six states by the end of the year, and they have access for iGaming in 12 states. Golden Nugget first quarter revenue, $26.7 million, up 54% year over year. So as Mitch said, GNOG shares flying up 46%. DraftKings shares still up. They were up earlier, now down 1%. And then FST shares up 4%. They were up about 7% earlier. Again, they own a controlling stake in GNOG. Mitch, what do you think? I mean, we, we just talked about this. It seems like it was yesterday. It was actually Friday, which was, I mean, only a couple days ago. But we're going to see some consolidation in, in the sports betting space. And this one, not surprising to me, as GNOG really has the better operations in iGaming. And for as strong as DraftKings is, they were only in four states for iGaming versus 12 states for sports betting. So what do you think of this deal? So this is what I what we talked about last week, right? They need to figure out ways to innovate, right? And continue to push on the growth outlook. And that's what this move is, is just giving them an ability to look at the growth outlook. What I think this does is that I think this is DraftKings saying to themselves, okay, we have already a great amount of online space, right? We have a great market share there. Now let's figure out how we can get into the casinos Yes, they might not look that profitable right now to this second, like they say this month. But if we start looking forward towards two years out or even a year out from now, I think you are going to see these casinos come back and kind of get some some more of that market share that we're we're expecting them to grab in the gaming space. Now, the big question is going to be here is, are they overextending themselves? So that's going to be the question. Are are they just trying to start buying up so much that they're diluting their own brand and stock price? That's what we got to pay attention to. I myself own DraftKings. Today, I honestly didn't want to see that transaction because I had a feeling that DraftKings would trade down on that just because, uh, you know, whenever you start spending some money or doing an all share stock kind of purchase, you're essentially what? You're diluting your stock price, right? Um, and so I, I don't mind the pullback today. It hasn't been massive. I'm still in the green, so I'm hanging on. Uh, but this is just kind of going to show you the moves that are going to happen in gaming. I think we're going to continue seeing this. We have multiple times where I've even heard rumors of supposedly um, someone was taking a look at some at RSI. I don't have any confirmation of that rumor, but I think this could have been the company itself. I could, I think DraftKings might have gone to RSI, looked at both options, GNOG, RSI, and then ended up going with GNOG based on whatever they, they wanted to decide it. But I think this is what you got to pay attention to now, and you're going to start seeing some more consolidation in, in 
in this space. I think uh, some of the targets could be GAN. Uh, some of the targets could be like SEAH. Um, and then for that being said, I mean, you, you just brought up a great one with the Shack, uh, with the Shack connection. I think you got to watch that, see how that expands. This is the time. I think you have the next uh, kind of two to three months. Uh, one thing I've seen on the charts is I've seen a push in August going going into October, then a little pullback in the October time, and then a push going into December and November. So stay tuned because I think we're going to get a quick push, a little bit of a pullback, and then another massive ramp up. So you could get caught in the pullback, but I think what you need to do doing here is determining which one of these you want to go after. Yeah, I mean, Mitch, there's so much to unpack, you know, from this deal and from the whole industry. Um, you, you know, I, I like this deal for DraftKings because really it diversifies them because, you know, as I said, they weren't as strong in iGaming. Golden Nugget Online is more iGaming than sports betting, right? They always have been. So I think that strengthens there. It also adds a little bit of technology to DraftKings, which is already integrating that SB Tech platform. Um, it also gives them access to some of these newer states, right, via that Golden Nugget, uh, you know, physical casino um, licensing deal that they they landed kind of through this too. Um, the also we saw, you know, the pen and score deal last week, and I I do wonder a little if DraftKings, how long have they been working on this deal? You know, was this something that's been in the talks for months? And, and did last week's deal, you know, did that spook them a little? Did they? Did they enter this too quick? Did they change the terms to, you know, lock it up and get it done? Um, you know, that's something maybe we find out later on. And, you know, you can always question whether they overpaid or not. I, I mean, that's to be determined. And they are doing it all stock. So, you know, they they aren't spending all their cash, right? They're going to issue stock, um, which I actually like, um, you know, that going forward too. Mitch, I, I think my, my big question now is, do we see more consolidation now going into the NFL season, or do we have to wait and see when some of these companies report earnings from the NFL season and maybe if shareholder reaction isn't as strong, they go, hey, we need to make a move and they start making acquisitions. I mean, is this the last domino prior to the NFL or, or will we get more deals? Um, you know, So the timeline here could be real important going forward. But the NFL season, I mean, it's just a, a, a stone throw away. So exciting times for sports betting. Yeah, I think right now you're probably going to see the, the deal talk probably go a little bit away for a little while. Um, just because of what you said also, I think one thing that happens here is some companies feel like, hey, we're positioned excellent for this kind of quarter. We're looking forward to the growth in this quarter. We might want to get through this quarter and then reevaluate our company then we could see if anyone wants to maybe buy us out or something like that. I think that's one thing that you could see going on in this kind of quarter. I think one thing you're going to see also is be careful because some of these stocks, I have a feeling, are going to make big, massive runs. And then on those runs, they'll probably drop some offerings because they're going to be looking forward towards investments going into, let's say, the end of the, the quarter 
uh, the end of the fourth quarter, if not moving into the next year, because I think this is going to take a, a little bit more growing of the infrastructure uh, and kind of the technology behind these platforms. As you keep growing and growing, getting to more players and players, you need to keep growing and also be accurate and fast. So we'll see how these kind of react in the next couple of months. I, I really do think we'll we'll get a little bit of a boom. But this is also seasonality into play, so it's not a forever thing, and I always got to remind people about that. Mitch, that's a great point about the offerings. You know, uh, let's face it, a lot of these sports betting companies don't make money, right? I mean, there's no profits, right? They're spending money to acquire customers right now in this huge growing market. Um, So with that being said, I, I like that point from Mitch that you could see you know, we're seeing double digit moves from some of these sports betting companies today and on Friday, you know, on the heels of these other acquisitions, we could see some offerings, um, you know, where these companies look to make acquisitions months from now, like Mitch said, or just to work on acquiring customers, right? I mean, these companies are spending millions of dollars on TV ads. I mean, if you watch TV, if you watch any sports programming, I mean, sports betting is every other commercial on TV, right? When you're watching, I mean, even watching the Olympics, I mean, I saw nonstop sports betting commercials. So, you know, they're spending that money. So great point. Mitch, the other point you had was about DraftKings, uh, you know, are they overextending themselves? I think that's worth noting here too, right? I've written several articles about DraftKings and I've been pretty bullish on the route that they were taking. They're expanding into media, right? They, They acquired some podcasts. They're working on, you know, building out a media network, possible, you know, sports betting programming. They also launched a NFT marketplace, which is coming soon. Those are two decent-sized catalysts that are going to require time and money, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you have this acquisition on top of that. So, you know, the question is, are they overextending themselves? Are they reaching in too many spots? And we also have, you know, Canada legalizing where DraftKings can expand their brand and they have the daily fantasy already. We have more states working on legislation. So, you know, I do question that a little bit. And again, I'd be curious to know how long they had been talking to GNOG and if this deal got rushed through because of that Penn uh, score gaming deal last week. Definitely, definitely. And I want to see quick reactions right back into the stock. So if you guys want to know what I'm looking for in the stock, I'm looking for the stock. It's okay to go down sideways today, even end in the red. But tomorrow, I would be looking for a quick reversal. I'd be looking for investors to be showed that they're happy about that acquisition. And then if we can turn back into the green, break through some highs, of course, we'll be looking bullish. Let's go ahead and let's take a look here at our watch list, Chris, and then we'll get into some of our merger votes here. Um, and, and if there's any also on the watch list, we could just touch it while, we, while we're touching it already. All right, let's go ahead. I see B-Fly. We got to talk about B-Fly moving on that watch list today. They had those earnings out, uh, you know, strong revenue growth. They expanded their license in Canada. They released some new products. And here you have shares up 14% today. What are you seeing on the, the chart for B-Fly, Mitch? Hey, it's, it's B-Flying away, man. Let's take a look at the watch list. It be flying, it be flying. 
let's go ahead and take a look here. Uh, GNOG, we already talked about that. Look at that massive breakout. This is why we always talk about levels and trying to get as close to supports as possible. Because if you do this, you're going to get yourself in the best position to make a big profit. One thing I also want to point out is monthly supports on this chart. Look at the monthly support, guys. Like I can't, I can't talk about this enough, guys. With specs, I think you really need to start paying attention to deeper time frame charts, like weeklies and monthlies, because this is going to get you to that support. At least give you an ability to look left versus just guess on the price discovery. I think I've I've started to do this on specs often, and I'm starting to see that this might be the best approach. Monthly supports. If we can see them hold monthly supports, you're going to get a good risk to return. And I mean, that's all that we can ask for, right, Chris? I mean, you're never going to know if you're going to be right, but a good risk to return is what you're looking for. Uh, let's take a look there at that B-fly chart. And I'm going to just leave it on the monthlies right now to kind of show you guys something, okay? So let's look here on B-fly. Look how it's coming back down to what? Off the monthly support. Three times to hold down here at $10 now starting to curl back up i think this is something to very pay attention to because you're going to see some kind of common patterns in these spacs if you start looking at the monthly charts now that we have also monthly data to go off of right chris i mean these are relatively new stocks so you don't have that many candles to go off of but look at rsi same thing let's 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 just go down the list right so you see the multiple monthly lows and then it coming back to a monthly high here that's what you want to see, guys. Let's let's keep it going. Um, what's up with highs and motors? Is this a catalyst, dude? I I did not see news out today. We can check Benzinga Pro here. Yeah, shares up twelve percent. Um, let's see. Do we have any news? Just looks I'm like not maybe just a pop back. Yeah, I'm not seeing news, and it looks like it's starting to come back down. But that is a decent sized move today. Something to keep on watch. We'll just keep this one on watch. We don't, since we Definitely. don't have much to go off of it, let's just let's just keep this one on watch. We'll see how it performs in the next couple of days. This is HYZN highs and motors. It does have a conference call in two days at eight a.m. So before the market opens on the eleventh, we'll pay attention how these earnings come out, and maybe that's the reason why this is doing a little run, a run into earnings, and then it's a buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event. So just be careful with this one as it's already gone up a significant amount, probably about 30% here. And Mitch, John Doe in the chat saying CNBC mentioned it. I'm not sure if he's talking about HYZN, but if he is, that could definitely be why we saw that spike today. Definitely. Let's keep a watch on that and and we'll see how that one kind of performs. Let's keep going down. The next one there is MicroVast. And and let's take a look here on the monthly, see if we got enough to see a monthly low there starting to form. And it looks like there's a, there's a monthly low here, uh, at least near that $9 spot. So to me, that's kind of the spot in the, in the sand right now, $9, as long as $9 can hold. This one looks like it's trying to get back towards an uptrend towards 14. We'll see if it gets towards that uptrend. Let's take a look on the weekly. As you can see, they had a hard hold there at nine. Starting to try to get it back above these levels, but it could turn back down closer towards 10 and maybe try nine again. So just be careful with this one, MVST. All right, Chris, uh, any of these standing out to you you want to go ahead and touch? 
I, I see maps up 6%. That shouldn't be a surprise today with that deal for Leafly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously we could compare valuation of weed maps to Leafly and also, you know, people, which platform they like better. They operate very similar, right? Neither one actually sells cannabis. They're, they're a behind the scenes partner, a online marketplace that partners with retail brands. So, you know, I, we're seeing maps up. So we have cannabis news, right? That Congress is working on decriminalization and then also that Leafly deal today. So I would keep an eye on, on weed maps to see how the other deal is favored by investors here. Definitely keep your eyes on that one. And let's take a look here at QS starting to get towards a monthly low here. Uh, trying to hold and get back and recover this kind of low right here, which is 2450. That's what you want to see it get back above with some big volume and then start the uptrend again. We've been waiting for this one to get back towards an uptrend. It's been showing weakness, but also showing signs of slowing down there at the bottom. As you guys can see, multiple lows on the daily. This is kind of what you want to start seeing when, you, when you're when you looking to catch the bottom. Now, the big thing is now, can you start closing above where the highs are. The highs were up here around 2450. And that's why it's so important to get above that level with some big volume. Then we can really start seeing QS start getting back up towards the trend. We'll keep this one on radar. Um, definitely one that I'm watching. And I've been waiting for this one to turn around. Looks like it's tried to fight down the 22s multiple times. Reversal from the 22s today. The big thing for us is going to be if it can get above 2450. Mitch Nicola up 5% today. Um, I mean, I I hate to talk about Nicola all the time. Everyone who's watched knows my opinions on on Nicola. But Mitch, I will say one thing. I I wrote an article about Trevor Milton, right? And his legal defense team. They're, They're the same lawyers that represented Elon Musk and Donald Trump. But but aside from that, Trevor Milton sold a bunch of his Nicola stock last week. I, mm. I actually like this. If if you're Nicola, you want to be as far away from this guy as possible right now, right? But he still owns a, a decent sized position in Nicola. But I think as his legal costs add up, the possibility of a fine or jail time, I think he's going to start selling off his shares. And while that could cause some downside pressure on Nicola, you know, right away. I think in the long term for this company, they really need to just get away from him. So the less of the company that he owns, I think is a positive. What do you think, Mitch? I think in the the long run, of course, you want him out completely. Um, now, the of course, I think what's going to happen here in the long run is I can definitely see this company getting into trouble, uh, at least cash-wise, in the next 6 to 12 months. I'll be watching for them to get into that cash trouble situation and then be looking for buyout rumors. I think at the end of the day, what ends up happening here is the technology that it does have ends up getting sold and the company kind of goes away. Um, If I was in this company, what I would be doing is – trying to look for it out really um, who, who gets bought out first mitch nicola or lordstown motors believe it or not i would think nicola i think ride wants to stay in the fight um yep. it's willing to put itself into a little bit of a, a kind of debt situation here if it needs to but i think nicola is looking for an out i personally do um i just think that it's gotten to the point where the name and the brand has been affected so much that absolutely you just need to look for a way to get out and you could still make money on the technology if you look for an out. If you don't look for an out here, it could come to the point where the brand name gets so destroyed 
even if you had good technology, it can't come back. Yeah, definitely. Mitch, I'm seeing Velodyne LiDAR, VLDR, up 9% today. This was one of the five that we talked about on Friday, right? And when we talked Mm -hmm. about it, Velodyne shares were actually down on that earnings report. And it was one that we called out and said, take a look at this. They're a leader in LiDAR. They had, I mean, thousands of units shipped in that quarter. And and now you're getting the, the rebound today with, you know, uh, investors looking at that earnings report and really diving in. So VLDR, we also get earnings from Luminar, I believe, later this week, LAZR, which then you could really see the head-to-head battle between those companies. Yeah, so what I would say about these, Chris, and I'm really getting to the point where I, I'm going to start triggering in on these because I'm able to uh, start moving around my capital because I'm taking some gains and gambling and starting to look at the next sector. What's going to be next for me? So to me, I think the next move is these autonomous kind of technologies, not even the EVs themselves. I'm going to be paying attention to the technologies behind what I think is needed for EVs, whether that be charging infrastructure or that be the autonomous technology in EV. So to me, I think we really need to start working baskets. Baskets really would have worked for in the gambling sector. Let's say um, I'm going to be trying to get probably five to 10 of the best names in each industry and trying to create that basket effect where if one does really well, we can go ahead and take some profit, hold the risk really tight. If one trade goes bad, you just cut that one off and you hold the other ones for the expected win. We'll see how that works out. Yeah, and Mitch, with that being said, I think LiDAR is one of those spaces that's going to see the sports betting effect, right? They need some consolidation or these electric vehicle companies need to start making acquisitions of the LiDAR companies, right? Exactly. I think we could see that. I don't know if it'll be, you know, this week or this month, but I think by the end of the year, we start to see some M&A activity in the LiDAR space. All right, let's go ahead, Chris. Let's get into what we wanted to talk about, which is our merger votes and earnings that are coming up. First thing I think we should get into is some of these merger votes that are coming up. I have about, let's let's do these four first, and then we'll we'll get into some other ones. Chris, I'm putting them on the screen here. I'll put the chart up. You go ahead and explain about the company for us. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's an interesting week, right? We've got lots of votes. So this uh, week, starting up, we've got BCTG, Tango Therapeutics. This is a smaller biotech one, um, but if you look at that, it, it is above $10, um, you know, which is a positive going into the vote. It means we could see minimal share, um, you know, redemptions, which could help this company going forward. Then we have SRAC. This one's really interesting, right? Because Momentus, this was a high flyer for a long time, right? Pretty loaded in the space industry. I mean, we talked about it early on. And since then, they've faced fines from the SEC. They've changed the valuation terms. Um, So I'm curious to see what kind of redemptions we get on SRAC in that vote. And I worry a little bit that the company is going to need more money right away, right? Because if they if they get a bunch of shares redeemed, they're going to have less money. They already changed the valuation, so it's lower. So I just worry a little bit about dilution coming immediately for SRAC. Helbiz is one that I, I like. Um, it's a mobility play, right? Electric bikes, electric scooters. Um, they have more of an international flavor to them, right? Uh, rather than just the U.S. And Micromobility is huge in parts of the world like Asia, but 
this thing's already falling, uh, you know, which means we've we've hit the redemption date of today. So based on that reaction from uh, uh, investors, I'm guessing that uh, this vote is not loved and we will see heavy redemption. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that. And then Airspan Networks is interesting, right? It's a 5G play. Um, I think 5G continues to be a, a big story going forward. So this is one where I, I expect shares to fall and continue, you know, below that $10 level, but it, it could be one to watch for the, the long term once we kind of start to level out. Yeah, definitely. Something to keep an eye out for. We'll definitely see how these react after their merger votes. Uh, like always, you guys got to stay tuned to find out. That's one thing I definitely have been seeing. I haven't been seeing a pattern that I say just jump into the the vote merger like we saw, let's like say maybe a, a, a month ago or three weeks ago. Um, so I'm just more along in wait and see mode and really paying attention to these earning reports to kind of continue getting in the information and understanding are the expectations meeting the actual results. I think that's what's very important for SPACs. So you just got to keep asking yourself that question. Is my company meeting the expectations and are the results matching that expectation? Because there's two different things. Because we, we expect these companies to keep going after partnerships, keep going after growth, growth, growth in the story. But you also want to see that the results end up hitting that bottom line, right? We don't want to be seeing these companies losing money. We want to see them getting towards profitability and showing that growth. Yeah, definitely. What do we got next after those? So we have... Right. We got uh, two more on the... Well, let's start getting into the 12th. Uh, so now we, we talk, just talked about the, the 9th and the 11th, which are going to be big dates for us. But let's go ahead and let's get into the 12th now. We got Ajax on there. We got CFAC. Um, and then we also got BLUW. So what, what's going on with these, Chris? Yeah, so Ajax, I mean, this is one, right, that got hated on. Um, I used to own shares of Ajax. I am out. This is Kazoo. This is one of the leaders in Europe of online car sales. Um, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of reaction. I think we're going to see shares take take a dump, um, you know, with that merger vote. But I think it could be one that gets some analyst action, right? And they actually have revenue and decent, uh, you know, results in Europe. So I could see it, you know, building some support after the merger goes through. But I do think we see a sell-off continue into that vote as people, as people redeem their shares. And then CFAC merging with AI. This is another LiDAR play, Mitch, right? So, uh, you know, what a week. We, we had Velodyne report last week. We've got Luminar reporting this week. And we've got AI merging this week. So all these LiDAR companies are a little bit different um, and it'll be interesting to compare them. Um, so this one, we'll, we'll see where this ends up. You know, it, it's already dipping here. Um, so, you know, maybe the Velodyne boosts today. And if Luminar reports good earnings this week, maybe we could see a rebound in AI um, with that vote. And then BLUW, this isn't one I know as well because it is a, a biotech one. But if you look at that, Mitch, I mean, it's actually held up pretty strong above the $10 level, which again could mean that we see lower redemption and it could find support above that $10, you know, after the vote. Yeah. These are some that uh, I just probably watched to let them try to break down and get through their votes, get through the redemption period, because you don't want to get caught in that redemption period unless you know, like 
I mean, you never know 100%, but unless you feel that you're getting the trend up and the move, then I kind of understand. But a lot of the times you're, you're kind of pushing yourself into a negative story, a negative catalyst that could come, right? I mean, even if you get zero redemption, that doesn't really necessarily help the stock, right, Chris? Zero redemption would necessarily just mean what is expected. You got the full amount right and so that's not really putting pressure on the upside of the stock but if there are redemptions that's downward pressure right um so to me i think this is one of those situations where you wait and see more versus try to guess what the results are um it, that's just my kind of view at it and i'll definitely kind of be waiting and seeing to see how these stocks react afterwards and then you can also get the information of how much redemptions actually came in yeah, definitely. And then also on the 12th. So that's a busy day, right? There's three there. And then there's two more. We mm -hmm. also have SAII voting on their merger with Autonomo. This is a connected vehicle data company. They have partnership with General Motors and some others. This is interesting, Mitch, kind of in that autonomous vehicle space that you talked about, right? They have the data from cars that are already driving and they're able to use that data to help some of these companies build out that autonomous platform. So this is one I think could be a, a long-term winner. I Again, I mean, it, it's going to face some pressure here through the vote, but I like it in that autonomous space. And, and then the last vote, we also have NSH voting on their merger with Spire Global. This is another, um, you know, kind of in that space and 5G basket. Um, so keep an eye out on that one. Um, but again, nothing too exciting this week for vote. And, and Mitch, you saw in the chart, right? The majority of them, I think all of them trade between like 975 and 1050. So we don't have any big, you know, ones that already trade above $11 going into the vote. So the majority of these will likely fall below that $10 level and, and stay there until they can get a catalyst. All right, guys, as you guys see us going through these stocks and going through the merger votes, do us a favor and support the SPACs attack team. Smash that like. We got over 70 likes. We want to get towards 150 today. You guys do us the favor as we keep giving you guys this, and I'll, and I'll use the Spanish word, fuego information here. Give us the thumbs up and support us as, as we're going to keep supporting you guys, bringing you guys this information. Let's go ahead and let's get into the next one. I uh, want to start talking a little bit further down here. Uh, let's get into the earnings dates that are coming up. Um, now that we got through some um, mergers, let's go ahead and talk about some earnings that are coming up. We have a big, big week. I mean, honestly, I don't think I could even run through the names in 10 seconds, so... I'll let you try to do that, Chris, and and we'll we'll start going through some of these. Uh, should we, should we do these like one day at a time? I mean, there are so many. So uh, today, August 9th, we got earnings from BFly this morning. We have earnings this afternoon from Bark, right? Barkbox parent and also lot, Bark, Bark. car lots. Mitch, Bark is the one we've been talking about. I've been watching, right? And I do own shares of Bark. Rover shares, you know, you called out, they had a nice uh, run up. I, I think Bart is going to have a good report. And, and, you know, again, not financial advice, guys. And I am long shares, but I have to go based off of what the CEO said on Kramer. If he went on there and said they're having their best quarter ever, you know, I, I got to believe we get really strong numbers and they're going to come in ahead of street estimates. The concern I have, Mitch, which you called out, 
was that they did have the negative press, right, about the possible death of a pet linked to a product in one of their boxes. Is that something they're going to address and talk about in the press release? Is someone going to ask about it on the earnings call, or are they going to ignore it completely? It's one of those items where I kind of think, you know, they need to get out ahead of it. And I would like to see some color from them on, you know, what it could mean. Maybe they settled, right? And maybe that's what they say today in the press release. Hey, we just want to update investors. We settled, you know, so we're not going to talk about it further. The case is closed, blah, blah, blah. Or they don't talk about it. I mean, what do you think, Mitch, with, with Bark today? I think you keep an eye on it. You know, one of the things is if I was in this stock, would I be trying to take some profits into today? Probably because you've had four straight days of green day going into your earnings, which is always a sign for me that some people are more long buying the rumor and trying to sell into the news. Um, so you got to be careful here. I actually kind of like when you get those earning day down moves. Um, because that shows you kind of investors kind of worried about the price, worried about their earnings, and then they can what they can surprise on earnings. Now, one of the things is always is does the earnings surprise the investors or the analysts, or does it miss estimates? I think right here, whenever you're going on an uptrend like this, if you miss estimates, boom, yeah, I'm gonna you, get, you get the rug pulled on you. Um, but th- and there is, is some high expectations, Mitch, with that being said. I mean, I have high expectations myself. So That's good call out there where, yeah, if they if they don't come in way ahead, it, it, we could see shares get a big drop later today. But we will have some numbers to go off of, you know, for Bark in the long term. So then Solar talking about probably li- uh, limited liability. I do think, yeah. Whenever you're signing up for their boxes, they have to have something in that uh, that pretty much pulls them out of the liability. But it's the same thing like you saw in the Peloton situation, right? Yeah, and it's the press. It's the press, press. right? It's the press that can really destroy you. I mean, we're not that kind of press, but we won't get into that. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, one of the things that I I can focus on, Bark, is that, hey – what we want to see is responsibility, not that it was a perfect company. It's okay to make mistakes as a company. I think you got to go ahead and own up to your mistakes and then show how you're going to go ahead, not only move forward from that situation, but make your company or product better from that moment. Definitely. And then Mitch, so tomorrow we have earnings from a couple. We have Catapult and we also have Avpoint. So Catapult's one I've called out, you know, due to that relationship with Wayfair and Wayfair just had a really strong quarter. And then on the flip side, Avpoint, Microsoft just had a really strong quarter, right? With its cloud business, Avpoint is a leader partner of Microsoft. I, I Again, I've got to think that Avpoint puts up some strong numbers tomorrow just based on Microsoft's quarter that I've read. And the last time TJ was on the show, right, he talked about some upcoming products they had. They've also been getting some analyst upgrades. So we're going to see some analyst notes out after tomorrow's earnings report now that they have that analyst coverage. So AVPT definitely on watch for tomorrow. 
Yeah, I'll definitely keep this one on watch. I like the chart. If you look here at the monthly chart, we'll see that it's been coming down towards these lows, these 10.07. So I, I would actually be okay with it kind of coming down and staying closer towards 10. Maybe even off of the earnings, it stays sideways. But that could actually be a good look because you'll create a, a bigger support here off the monthlies, giving us that potential for it to come back at least towards this 12.24 and then we'll see if it can really start driving back towards 14s and 15s. Definitely. And okay, Mitch, you ready for this now? Boom, on boom. What's going August, on? On August 11th. So that is Wednesday. <laughs> we, ha we have earnings. Are you guys ready for this? This is the huge day for this former is monster, SPAC. monster day. We have earnings from Payoneer, App Harvest, Desktop Metal, Matterport, Proterra, Clover Health. Open Door. Oh, I've got App Harvest on here twice. EV Go, Lordstown Motors, and Hylion. I mean, talk about a, a big day, right? For former Oof. SPACs. I mean, Mitch, there's a lot on there that jump out. For me, I own shares of Proterra. I'm looking forward to that report and also hearing about the infrastructure bill, right? I, I would guess that they're going to highlight what the potential infrastructure bill means for them as a company and securing new deals. Um, this is also the first big report we'll get from Matterport, which recently despacked. Um, Lordstown Motors, I mean, they have a lot to talk about, right? Maybe some, I don't know, financing, some funding, uh, what they're going to do to keep their business going. Um, Hylion, you know, they recently had some news out about the hyper truck. We're going to get some highlights of that on their earnings report. I, I mean, what a huge day, Mitch. Does anything jump out to you on August 11th from that huge list of names? I'm with the one, the only tiny pie. I'm, I'm taking a look at App Harvest. I'm actually looking at it right now. One of the things I could clearly see is coming back towards weekly support right now. Uh, you could also call it monthly support. Um, I'm going to be paying attention to this one. I, I, I have a feeling this one could give us a good earnings report and then really just start coming back towards the trend. Um, if this one came back up towards 1750s, let's say it just gets a nice pop off of the earnings. I would love this chart and it really still be looking really positive. I think this one in the long run is definitely doing something that I, I think has a competitive advantage in the long run. So at least from a disruptive technology kind of uh, viewpoint, I think APPH is definitely one to have maybe in a long-term approach here. The question is, could a bad earnings knock us down to maybe $10? I do think that could happen also. So pay attention towards that. This is one that I'm not going to try to get in before. I'm going to look at the earnings report and judge it based off of that earnings report and see where we get kind of moving there. How does How is the expectations meeting the results? Definitely. And then Mitch, another huge day on August 12th, right on Thursday, we have uh, Luminar Technology, LAZR, we have SoFi, we have Latch, we have Arrival, we have Origin Materials, and we have Tattooed Chef. Uh, you know, you heard me say recently I got into SoFi, right? I think that bank charter news is coming soon. So I'm excited to hear their earnings. I do worry a little bit that if they aren't able to give more color on that bank charter or talk about it, we could see a little bit of selling pressure as that's, you know, a big catalyst that shareholders are looking at. I, I like Arrival. Um, I'd really like to hear some, some progress updates from them, right, on how those micro factories are going, that partnership with UPS. 
And then Mitch, the other one I'm kind of watching going into earnings and maybe waiting until they report is Tattooed Chef, right? In the last quarter, they launched products across, you know, some big retailers, right? Target, Costco. They also expanded their online sales. Let's hear what those relationships mean in terms of revenue, right? Because that's what we want to hear, you know, as investors. So uh, another big day on the 12th. What stands out to you on uh, that day? Yeah, I mean, let's take a look at two charts of the two charts you were kind of talking about. Uh, The first one, I'm just going to go into tattoos since I have it already up here. And I'm going to point out the monthly, right? This is a very symmetrical triangle, right? Multiple attempts to come up multiple attempts to come down on the triangle. One thing that you want to see kind of is starting to look at what are the, what's the approach here, right? What is the stock really doing? It's made a move up. It's made one move down. It's made another move up, another move down. A third resistance try. Now we've come back towards the support. You guys know how I am about this. It's the rule of three starting to come in play. So you start getting some kind of support building up here at the 19. You don't even want it to come back down below that because as you guys can look from a symmetrical triangle, what you should be getting is lower and lower highs, right? As we keep going up in the price and keep going up in the waves, you want to actually be creating a higher low. That's that's what it is, a higher low here as we're coming up, scooping that, creating support underneath the stock. I think now 20 20 could be even a line that you can be going off of. I think this is an interesting stock. And I think if we can get above 22 going into the earnings, this is going to be very interesting. I'm going to keep this one on watch. A stock that I don't believe in the story, but yet. I might be wrong here. You guys know that I'm gonna. Uh, uh, I've been kind of uh, against kind of the alternative meat kind of thing, just because I don't see the value in it long term. This is showing me otherwise. This is how you can see sometimes that even the stock itself, the, te- the technicals can tell you that you could be wrong on a story here. I think I'm. I'm. I'm probably wrong right here on TTCF. So, hey, you can't be right on every stock, but I'm gonna be watching to see this one react. SoFi, same looking kind of chart off the monthlies, right? If we look at the monthly, what are you getting? A upward trend line. Every time we come back off this, we keep bouncing back above it. As long as we hold that now and hold above 16s, I think you're looking strong and you can get your way back up there closer towards 20. Definitely. And Tattooed Chef, yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert on the company or their products because I don't eat the plant-based uh, you know, products, but I, I am excited to see what kind of revenue they have and what kind of growth. And Mitch, maybe that's another area that's due for some uh, mergers and acquisitions, right? Maybe some of these bigger food companies start to sniff around and get exposure to more plant-based products. Rounding out the calendar this week for earnings on Friday, August 13th, we have LEV, Lion Electric. Um, You know, that could be another great report, right? If they can talk about that, uh, you know, infrastructure bill and maybe what it could mean for them. Lion Electric also exposed, you know, to some electric semis. And the big news we got earlier this year, right, was that Tesla is delaying their semis. So, you know, any of these companies that could maybe speed up their own progress and get semis on the road ahead of Tesla, I, I think that's a big positive if they could really attack that with the news cycle. So look for that this week. Um, Mitch, what do you think? Anything on Lion Electric or any of the other names this week? I mean, this is a huge week for earnings. Awesome. I mean, I, you guys know how I believe in, in both of those names, actually. Um, I, I believe in LEV. I believe in Arrival. I think they're going to get it done. 
I think it's just a matter of time. I think you got to go ahead and try to always be attacking uh, kind of monthly lows, weekly lows. And if we look here, I'm going to pull up the monthly and you can kind of see where I, I, I've been really trying to approach monthly lows and why I'm trying to approach monthly lows is because moments like this. This is the stock that on the monthly chart has a high here of 35.25, but you're pulling back all the way towards 14, essentially. And you've had multiple times where it's tried to break below that level, but couldn't. So now one of the things that I'd start looking for is do we have that same kind of approach in SoFi where you can see an uptrend here? Let me actually get a better uh, drawing line here for us. But if that's what you kind of want to see. Is there a kind of an uptrend here that we want to hold? And so we started breaking down below this going towards the 14. Can we just quickly get back above into the 16? I think this is going to be looking good to hold that 14 on downside and giving you a good risk to return. I'm going to be definitely watching these LEV arrival going into the next couple of weeks, even if it's next week after the earnings. I'm going to be watching these to maybe see if I can get in them and ride them back up at least 20 30 percent doesn't mean that we can get back there towards the high and that would be like a hundred percent gain that's not what i'm looking for i'm looking for 20 to 30 percent out of these and they're looking good off their monthly supports awesome so i mean mitch what a huge week we've got right we've got a ton to talk about so that list again guys go ahead go back watch the last you know 10 to 15 minutes of going through that calendar just to recap quickly we do get earnings later today from Bark and Lots, B-A-R-K and L-O-T-Z. And then tomorrow we get Catapult, K-P-L-T, and Avpoint, A-V-P-T. So those are going to be the four names that we'll be able to talk about, um, you know, tomorrow and maybe the day after ahead of those, you know, big days with all those earnings. So, you know, Mitch, what a huge day, right? We got the Golden Nugget acquisition. We're seeing that consolidation in sports betting, which we called out on the show. We have to talk a little bit about Genie real quick, right? Genius Sports, I mean, going into the NFL season, I really like, right, as the data provider. The thing I read over the weekend, Mitch, is that DraftKings deal that Genius signed, it's the first domino to fall, right? Uh, Caesars and FanDuel also signed exclusive partnerships with the NFL. If you sign an exclusive deal with the NFL, what comes with that? you're probably going to have to sign a deal with the exclusive data provider of the NFL. So look for more deals from Genius to come in the NFL space. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, this is something that I'm going to be watching. And you guys know how I've been fighting this story. Um, when this stock turn, took a downturn, instead of getting rid of the story, I actually hung in there, battled to get my average a little bit lower. And now that my average has really been in the green, it's been, you know, hard, hard. Hard what? Not to have the paper hands and sell out here because I, I, I got to say I took some profit in RSI today. I'm not mad about that. I took about half of it off into the move just because I had about really close to that 20% that I'd love to have, guys. I took it out about 19.5%. Can't be mad about that. I took some of it off there. I'm going to look to get above that 20%. And maybe get closer towards 30 to take the rest of it off on RSI. Now, when I talk about Genie, I've been talking about a potential move up there towards 20. That's really the first profit take that I want to take. After that, I want to hold on to the rest of the shares for over a year. So this is the first time I'm really trying to accomplish this with the stock because I have such high conviction 
in it year over year, I can expect this stock to keep growing. There's not many SPACs that I have felt this way. So I'm just going to go ahead and stick to my guns here. I definitely will take some if it gets up towards 20. I'll take some of it off and let's just, just put the rest of it away and, and let it keep working. Definitely. All right, guys. That's going to do it for SPACs Attack today. Uh, Mitch, shout out to all these people in the chat. We're getting some love here from everyone who watches this show. They love the dynamic duo here, Mitch and Chris. I couldn't agree more, um, but I am a little biased here, right, that I love the show. So shout out to everyone. Please subscribe to the channel if you have not, and please smash the like on your way out. We have Power Hour coming up next, guys. Don't go anywhere, and we will see you tomorrow. SPACs Attack. Like always, guys, what we we'll do what we do best, guys. We'll bring you guys the in, in interviews that you guys want to see. Talk about the specs that we want to go ahead and and talk about the hype, the move, where it is, what's next, what are we looking forward to, the industries, and how that could really come into play. That is always something that I, I love to stick around on the SPACs attack. That's why we were talking about gambling for months before when they were doing the pullback. That's what we want to do. We want to stay on top of the trends. So if you want to stay on the trends with the SPACs, right here is this place to be. Hit subscribe, hit the like, and we'll see you next time on the, the one, the only SPACs attack, guys. Up next, you got the power hour. Stay tuned, guys. You want some hype? You want some trade ideas? Come to the power hour. Oh, 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 oh.